What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And my name is Ben Bolin. What's going on, Ben? Scott, today we're gonna we're gonna talk about something very interesting, and predominantly, this is a topic relevant to the United States. However, for our international listeners, we do still think you will find this, uh, if not fascinating, worth your time. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. I'm I'm speeding up and I'm slowing down. I'm, I'm being <laughs> too irregular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I knew I knew it was coming at some time, right? You want to uh, even this out, right? Keep it at the same pace throughout mm-hmm. the whole time, mm-hmm. the uh, the whole podcast. I don't want to have to worry about it. You know, I just want something else to handle this the way that you can have cruise control handle your speed on a car. Very smooth, Ben. Very smooth. Are you? <laughs> I hope you're being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I knew you were going like, to. We could uh, just set cruise control and let this one go. How's that? Yeah, let's ride this All one right. out. So anyways, let's talk about uh, let's talk about cruise control. This is something that you've had um, a little bit of um, experience with in the past, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so w- tell us what you know about the, the origins of cruise control. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. Herein lies a tale. It's pretty short. Uh, there is a feller by the name of Ralph Teeter, born in Indiana, 1890. Now, uh, Ralph was known as a fairly prolific inventor throughout his life. One thing a lot of people don't know is that when he was six years old, due to an unfortunate accident, Ralph Teeter was actually blinded, hmm. uh, struck blind, uh, did not let that stop him, however. And the story goes that uh, he was inspired to – now, I'll say this very carefully. He was inspired to oversee uh, the – or spearhead the concept of cruise control when he was riding with a friend of his, uh, a lawyer, who, and the lawyer was driving. And Ralph noticed that when his lawyer friend was listening to Ralph talk, he would speed up. But when he was talking to Ralph – he would slow down. And this just drove Ralph crazy. Distracted driving. Yes. That's exactly. what it is, right? It's distracted driving. This still happens today. Mm-hmm. And, and 
I apologize to anybody who later goes on the road and sees this and thinks that's what they're doing. And, you know, you can sometimes see it. Mm-hmm. Like someone driving, you'll see their head turn to the person in the shotgun seat, and the car is slowing down. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's aggravating. That is aggravating. And uh, it aggravated Ralph so much they thought, well, what if there was a way to automatically control a car's speed? Some sort of cruise Control. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, and so the, the Dr. So, Evil impression, everybody, by the way. Yeah. Well, well, uh, now he's blind, right? He's blind. He's blind. So he's just a passenger of the car, but he doesn't like the feel of mm-hmm. the car speeding up, slowing down. And he, he realizes what's going on, mm-hmm. realizes there's a need to change this somehow. Right. And he's struck with a, uh, with a bolt of lightning, not quite a eureka moment. More of a something must be done moment. Now this guy, he's he's incredibly mechanical for somebody who has this condition, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I thought I read a story uh, about this guy that um, he had actually built a car. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He built his own car. It's true. Um, and completely blind. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other feats that he had? I know he was a uh, he was also uh, the owner of several mechanical engineering type facilities, right? B- right. Businesses that he mm-hmm. owned, piston ring uh, companies, and uh, yeah. In addition to being the head of which were suppliers to major automobile companies, right? Yes. Yes. Ralph Teeter uh, was involved with numerous innovations, mechanical innovations. Um, now, of of which today uh, the invention that he receives credit for uh, that. We have base cruise control on in vehicles. Uh, they called it the Speedostat. Now that's, that's like his, that's his most famous one, but there's a little catch there that we should just get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. This is a kind of a footnote and I, I read this somewhere. There's a post about, um, recently that said something about the, uh, the inventor of cruise control dying. Mm-hmm. And this is a couple of years ago, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the guy's name is H. David Sturdy. S-T-U-R-D-Y. And uh, what happened, I guess, is that Sturdy actually worked for the company called Perfect Circle, which was Teeter's company. Right. During the time when uh, cruise control was developed. And, I mean, this is just a case of where, you know, he worked for the company. He may have developed it. He may have spent his time on it. I don't know exactly the, mm-hmm. the inner workings of the company, how it works, but they're at Perfect Circle. But um, in any case, Teeter is often the one that gets the full credit for inventing uh, cruise control. Now, if that's the case, I don't know. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I know that there were other people involved with it. It's not a one-man job, of course. Right, and most good inventions are not. This so. is most likely a shared invention. Mm-hmm. However, Teeter, Teeter does get the majority of the, the credit. Sturdy is in there as well. I've, I've read posts from his family members that say, yeah, he worked on it and spent his time on it, mm-hmm. uh, but he worked for Perfect Circle and and uh, Mr. Teeter. Right, and it's sort of like the uh, another good example of this kind of thing in the history of inventions is the Bunsen burner. The person who the Bunsen burner is named after, Dr. Bunsen, if you would, um, came <laughs> up with the concept but never actually built the machine. I so, prefer Beaker. Beaker. By the, way. the Bunsen Beaker? Dr. Bunsen and Beaker from the Muppet show. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Me, 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 me. You're going to get really mad at it's me, a, man. It's the best one I can do. Sorry. I am like the only person in How Stuff Works who is not a fanatical Muffet, uh, Muppets fan. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. I know. Interesting. Here comes the hate mail. Yeah. Well, anyway, but see. before the hate mail arrives, let's talk about what a cruise control is, what a cruise control system is, and what it what it does. Yeah, and then we could talk about uh, some of the cars that it was offered in and, and some of the, the latest advancements of it. How about that? That sounds perfect. All, All right. right. So, uh, you know, the speed of that um, is – more or less 
a working invention in by 1945 or so. By the way, I love that word, speed of stead. I do too. I wish it, it stuck so around. 50s. You know, there's another, yeah. there are three other terms that are kind of somewhat involved with this as well. They were, they were, it went by several names. Controlmatic. Yeah. Touchomatic, pressomatic, <laughs> and then speedostat. And all those words, I mean, it's, to me, that's pure 1940s, 1950s. Yeah, can't you just see that in, in chrome along the dashboard? Yeah, I really can. Feature? I really yeah. can, yeah. So I wish they had kind of stuck with speed, uh, speedostat, but, uh, alas, we have cruise control. It took more than 10 years, uh, for this invention to actually hit the marketplace. And it hit the marketplace in 1958. With, with the uh, Chrysler Imperial, is that right? Yes, the, sir. Uh, the Imperial, New Yorker, and Windsor line of vehicles, um, and it wasn't until about 1960 that uh, Cadillac finally jumped on board. And you would think that Cadillac might have adapted it sooner, but I think it was this new technology that was kind of like, yeah, we're going to see how it works. And yeah, because Cadillac uh, by that time clearly it was you know ensconced in this world of you know we're the the, the peak of luxury. Right. Um, now Chrysler Imperial, of course, they wanted to be. Up there as well, but mm-hmm. you got to admit, a 1960 Cadillac, that's, uh, that's right at the top. Yeah. That's, I mean, you think the, it would have all the bells and whistles, including mm-hmm. cruise control. Um, 1960 is when they finally got it. 1958, they could have had it, but, mm-hmm. uh, they were waiting to you know, kind of test it out. And although there are earlier forms of speed control in the past, you know, uh, even if you go back to Leonardo da Vinci's design for a car, it had, it had this, uh, sort of auto steering system, uh, br- very crude auto steering system. Mm-hmm. Um, but so although there are earlier forms of speed control, the speedostat or the push touchomatic, push <laughs> yeah. I'm loving these names. Yeah, yeah, Scott. pressomatic. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they're considered, uh, the, these things are considered the first real modern, uh, cruise control system. So even now you see cruise control on cars in the United States more often than any other, any other place. Um, and that's basically because the, the the roads in the United States tend to be larger and straighter. Mm. Or excuse me. Uh yeah, yeah, bigger, straighter and destinations might be further apart. So it makes more sense, you know, if you're just going if you're just shooting down Route 66 or excuse me, Interstate 20 or something, then you you end up finding yourself on these long stretches, these straightaways. Possibly with no one in front of you, no one behind you. Quite possibly, yeah. Lots of open space. So that's that's one of the advantages, and that's one of the reasons you find uh, this sort of system in the uh, in the United States predominantly. But but what exactly so, what, what exactly does it do? Well, right? you're, you're saying that it's not geared towards like twisty European type roads that you would t- typical right. twisty European type roads, mm-hmm. um, maybe autobahn or something like that. Of course, perfect could, point. Yeah. But you know, we talked about that in the past. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the controls a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, uh, did I, I cut you off there at the end? No, 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 no. Anyways, the controls. Let's. Uh, let's. It's real simple. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty easy, and this goes right through to today. And we could talk about you know some of the different types of systems in a moment, but mm-hmm. um, really, it's just an on off switch, a set Excel switch, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a resume button and a coast button. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, one other thing, uh, the brake pedal or the clutch. Or the clutch, that's right. Yeah, I guess if you have a manual manual trans and mm-hmm. you uh, you have a cruise control system, you could uh, you could do that as well. I've got this, that's kind of set up. Uh, it disengages the cruise control automatically when you hit it, as does the brake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, on older cars, I mean, this is this is pretty 
pretty basic, but um, it's, it used to be just an actual cable that was connected to an actuator, and that controlled the throttle valve, which is really the how much air the engine mm-hmm. takes in. You, it, you can picture this happening in the big butterfly valve. Uh, some other vehicles have... Um, a vacuum activated system. Mm-hmm. So um, what those? It's pretty simple. Again, it's just a vacuum system that opens or closes the throttle, but that's based on uh, vacuum from the engine and the control. You know, it's just it's a it's an electronic system right. behind the scenes. I guess it's an electronically controlled valve uh, mm-hmm. that regulates the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, that causes that throttle to open and close. And then there's the latest systems, which are the drive-by-wire systems. And these are real simplified versions of this, by sure. the way. Not, yeah. n- no we're, detail at all. We're giving you the Reader's Digest. Yeah, version. exactly. This is just this is really just um, a completely electronically controlled throttle. Mm-hmm. And basically the, the, uh, uh, the cruise control is just simply hardwired right into that system. So there's really... Uh, no physical activity other than that throttle opening and closing. Right, which um, is the which is the basic when we say a cruise control. What it's controlling is the throttle. Yeah, you're not pulling on it right now on a drive-by wire system. You're not pulling on a on a throttle or or activating a um a physical a vacuum. A or something. Phys- yeah, you're not doing that physically. It's an electronic system that actually opens and closes that throttle valve. Mm-hmm. So um you know those are the different types I guess right now. They're just real simple versions of of types that you can have. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> here's here's the thing about this is that it's it's always advancing, right? Now there's there's several different types. There's there's adaptive cruise control now, of course, uh-huh. and it's going to be called different things on different cars. Okay, so there's adaptive cruise control. There's something now called dynamic radar cruise control, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, but if you want to just get the basics of what adaptive cruise control is, because this is this will kind of cover everything, and then each individual manufacturer might have its own version of that, okay? It's kind of okay. like the four-wheel drive systems where everybody has their own name for the the four-wheel drive systems, four-track, whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah, the all-wheel or something. Um, so, well, uh, so let's check out with adaptive cruise control. Uh, it uses a forward-looking radar, and this typically uh, behind the grill of the vehicle. And what that radar does is detect the speed and distance of the vehicle that's in front of it. And, you know, adaptive cruise control is like Conventional cruise control because it maintains a preset speed, but it adds another layer of sophistication there because this, uh, vehicles that have adaptive cruise control can automatically maintain the speed with relation to vehicles in the same lane. So if, um, it can adjust the speed rather, excuse me. So if you're in a vehicle with conventional cruise control, and you, let's say you have the cruise control speed set at 55 and there's a vehicle in front of you and you're not paying attention and you don't hit the brake or anything or don't disengage it, that cruise control is going to just ram your uh, Chrysler Imperial straight into the vehicle in front of you, which would be a shame, especially if it's one of the original Imperials. But uh, with adaptive cruise control, uh, this radar headway sensor um, will sense the vehicle in front of you And then if the lead vehicle slows down, or even if there's another object in the road, you know, like the, uh, the ladders that always seem to end up on the highways here. Yeah, that's always trouble. Yeah. Then, uh, the system that was going to use a signal processor and a longitudinal controller to send a signal to the engine or braking system to decelerate. Now, here's the thing. Here's where you get your money's worth. Uh, when the road is clear, the system will remember the speed you had and will re-accelerate. To that, so, it's, so it won't just um, 
accelerate uh, right to the very end. Just can get to accelerate and accelerate and accelerate across the board. It, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll understand that you know I'm going back to the original set speed. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. And the uh, there are a uh, as as we've said, there are a couple of different. Um, stats for these things, you know, that vary from one technology to another. You'll hear things about operating range for the radar and you'll hear things about the speed at which these operate because, um, for some safety reasons and, and for some other, uh, for some other considerations, cruise control doesn't really work at like 15 miles an hour, for instance. You know, there's a minimum threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's essentially adaptive cruise control. I th- right? Yeah, yeah, you pretty yeah, much yeah, got, yeah, it, got it there. It. Yeah, the, the thing is, you can set, you can, you can also tune them to a preset distance from the vehicle in front of you with the radar. So yeah. that, um, yeah, with the radar system, so that you're able to uh, to say that I don't want to get any closer than uh, you know 60 feet to mm-hmm. the vehicle in front of me or 80 feet to the vehicle in front of me. Um, most of them, however, just are a speed thing, and and they do that on their own. They'll start to break if they get too close. What the what the, the vehicle determines as too close mm-hmm. um, at at a certain speed. It's it's all kind of a calculation that determines mm-hmm. how close it will allow you to get before it begins to take over and before it begins to to actually you know, apply the brakes. And we've talked about those systems too. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the avoidant uh, collision avoidance systems. Right. Uh, that you know, if you get even closer than that. They will automatically break for you, and uh, that's kind of this is kind of a variation of that in that it's a little bit more gentle. I yes, guess, than, yeah, than, like an, not an emergency braking situation, but it backs off a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it maintains that uh, distance and speed and or speed, I should say, maybe. That's yeah, that's a good way. That's to say probably it. the best way to do it. But that's far from the final word in cruise control systems. That's right, Ben. They can go, you know, our listeners can go to our website and take a look at our article, which has a, a little bit more detail in it, and it describes exactly how kind of a basic cruise control system works. It's it's called how how cruise control systems work, mm-hmm. and um, there's also a mention about uh, some of the more advanced systems, you know, the adaptive cruise control systems. Sure. And we also have a uh, a post on our blog that is about dynamic radar cruise control, which we just described really, mm-hmm. um, how it used to be only in the the top end vehicles, you know, like the Mercedes, Audi, Jaguar, uh, but now, I mean, even you're looking at even vehicles now like. Um, uh, some of the the Toyota, I guess the Toyota Prius, the Sienna, Volkswagens, Nissan. Some of these have uh, dynamic radar cruise control systems. So um, it's it's one of those technologies that's kind of trickling down into what I'll call everyday vehicles. You know, nice. that everybody can uh, everybody can take advantage of this now. Your mid range daily drivers. Yeah, exactly. Hey Ben, I got one question before we uh, kind of wrap this one up. Lay it on me. Hey, um, I, my car's got cruise control. Does yours? Yes, sir. Okay. Do you do you ever use your cruise control system? You know, it's so funny that you ask this, Scott, because I actually had, now let's see, what, what's the correct way for me to refer to this, bro? I had a discussion with my girlfriend. We took a uh, recent <laughs> uh, recent weekend trip to a place called Rock City, which is in Tennessee. Some folks may be sure. familiar with it. See Rock City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we decided to take them up on the offers. You see them barns across the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. And uh we were, I was driving and I didn't have the cruise control on just because, uh, as a matter of personal preference, I don't, I don't particularly care for cruise control, even when I'm on the interstate, because I am, I'm just, I, I don't have adaptive cruise control. I have conventional cruise control and I don't like the idea of relaxing too much. You're a control freak. I'm a control freak. I'm a cruise <laughs> control freak. And, uh, yeah. and so, uh, you know, she rightly pointed out that you have a, 
potential, depending on your vehicle, you have potential for significant uh, gas saving. Uh, like it can make your vehicle drive more efficiently. Mm, I'll buy that. If you don't, you don't, or you do. I'll buy that. Sure. Right. And I, you know, if you're not employing, you know, like hyper myelin techniques. Right. Right. If you're not doing the Excel decel thing, you know, the Mm -hmm. coast and all that. And of course, I'm a I'm a grouchy old man by this point, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, cruise control. Right. But I do have cruise control on the Monte Carlo. I have um, conventional, of course, and not adaptive. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got it on mine as well, uh, conventional. Mm. It's a manual transmission. Right, right. Um, I have used it on long, long trips on, on the highway, but, um, you know, driving back up to Michigan or something or back here. Sure. Um, but for the most part, I'm in traffic and I can't really use it. I mean, that's the, that's the downside of this is that I've got mm-hmm. this feature that I kind of would like to use it, but mm-hmm. I don't really find myself in, in a position really very often that I'd be able to, to use that. I mean, either it's a twisty road that I'd rather have Full control of the speed, you know, because you can't set it really if you're going to be going around turns. Sure. Or, um, like I said, it's just too busy. Like you can't use it on on the highway to get home every night because there's just no way it's stop and go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've heard uh, truck drivers say that they don't like cruise control systems. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there's a fifty uh, fifty break in this. Maybe maybe greater than that. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, that you know, if you give up that control, that you know, let's say that you do doze off behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Which is bad news either way, but Terrible, yeah. um, if you left your foot off the gas, uh, the vehicle would begin to slow. You'd notice a difference, and you'd possibly wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, cruise control system: if you doze off, there's nothing really, and you don't notice any difference until you're off the road. I guess mm-hmm. would be the problem. That's what that's the the reason I've heard cited uh, from from truckers online. I've I've just yeah know, reading yeah. blogs and things like that. I've seen um, some of the same stuff. So I can see I can see pros and cons again, you know, for and against it. And, mm-hmm. You know that you know it helps them maintain speed. It helps them you know fuel economy on flat mm-hmm. roads. Um, I don't know. Just it seems like people are can argue it either way, really. Right. I think it might come down uh, with at least with conventional cruise control. It comes down to a matter of preference and safety. Mm-hmm. You know, follow your preference and be safe about what you follow. I have a question for you, Mr. Benjamin, sort oh. of a big picture question. Okay. All right. So listeners know that you and I end up talking about um, autonomous cars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite often, but it's a topic we've touched upon repeatedly. So when I see stuff about the uh, dynamic radar and the adaptive cruise control along with you know um, these automated braking systems, you have to start to wonder – what if the autonomous vehicles of the future don't come out, you know, all in one piece? Like, what if the Honda Civic or whatever of 2084 uh, is, you know, an autonomous vehicle, but it's only autonomous because it's become autonomous in a piecemeal fashion? Hmm. Like, what if these driverless cars are happening now, but they're happening component by component and system by system? I could, I could see that. And I, you know, I was. I, I can see that. that yeah, yeah, if you if you could add on enough features to make your car drive itself, is what you're saying? Because yeah, there are cars that park themselves. Sure. There are cars that, well, you know what? You have to turn it on, but it can turn itself on from a distance. I guess right, you don't right. have to be in the car to turn the key. I guess you can argue remote that start. That, yeah, I guess it's it's kind of that way. Well, you, you almost need a timer system, right? A timer right. system. Um, and now you've got this adaptive cruise control, which will brake and excel, mm-hmm. and uh, it can even stop your car in some cases. In the uh, the Right now, the luxury vehicles would do that. Headlights, headlights, uh, day lamps. Uh, yeah, right? automatic. Yeah. They automatically turn themselves on and off. Uh, windshield washers turn themselves on and off. Nice. I believe I've seen some rain sensors that open and close power tops on convertibles. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's been around for a long, long right, time. I think yeah. Harley Earl even 
designed a car that had one of those a long time ago. Sounds like his work. Yeah, it does. So, um, yeah, there's, there's little bits and pieces and it seems like you're right that if, if eventually maybe someday someone could order a car with all the options that would mm-hmm. make it autonomous, but somebody else could order one that has maybe this and this, but not this and that. Right. And you would still be in control of the vehicle. Uh, Which, more or less. Okay, I'm glad you think that, man, because I was I was course, thinking that too. In 2084, I'll be 113 years old. Hey, man, what can I say? Medical technology. <laughs> if the car's driving I mean? itself, I might still be on the road. <laughs> you never know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm probably I probably laughed so loud into uh, the mic right. there. Everybody loves it. Well, we <laughs> we we sure hope so, and we hope that you guys have had as good of a time listening to this podcast as we have. Again, as my co-host and fearless leader Scott pointed out, you can find this cruise control article on our website, HowStuffWorks.com. You can find Scott and I on Twitter, on Facebook, on our blog, and you know what? If you want to write to us directly, we'd love to hear your thoughts about cruise control. Give us a holler at CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.